Isn't there like a place in Canada where it's legal to lock your car doors because uh, t- townsfolk might need to hide from bears that have come into town? Oh my god! Oh my god! That's no. Is, that, I is not... that a factoid that I like made up, or did I read it somewhere? Is it true? If that was a fever dream, it's a great one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you should write that down and sell it. <laughs> it's brilliant. Just like go around to to, to the Canadian legal like, system. I, yeah. No, no, I'm like the music man. <laughs> I come in. <laughs> I sing songs about bears. Trouble, trouble, right here in River City. It's capital B, and that rhymes with E, and that stands for bear. That stands for bear! <laughs> you have, like, a big thing of throwing keys into a tuba. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Don't need these I'm anymore. trying to think of a Mary and the Librarian joke, but it's not coming quick. Bear! Madam Bear! <laughs> oh, I don't know why that worked on me so well, but yeah, guys, you know what? Uh, you know what bears love? I think we can all say picnic little, baskets, pick, little little red shirts that don't cover their midriffs. Well, yeah, duh. <laughs> well, I mean, they're mammals. Every all of us do. It's a thing for the sure. entire. Who doesn't love a red belly shirt? No, God, no, God, no. I, I'm, I would be wearing one right now if it wasn't in my basement. Is Winnie the Pooh a girl? No, no. Mm-hmm. Men have midriffs. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't my issue. My issue was that Winnie the Pooh's junk isn't just hanging out loose and free. Oh, God, no, oh, it no. Totally it's, it's, it totally is. It's just a bear shit in the woods. He shouldn't have to take down pants to do it. Also, also, okay, also, you don't not realize this, but um, Winnie the Pooh has an incredibly small penis. Mm. You just don't see Micro it. Micro-penis. You might not, not be able to tell from his, from his voice that sounds like it's been dipped in baby powder, <laughs> but he doesn't have an enormous <laughs> shalong. Wouldn't, isn't that a hilarious theory that every pantsless cartoon animal just has a really small a penis? Micro-penis. <laughs> Daffy Duck, baby penis. Donald uh, Duck, baby, baby penis. penis. Mini, uh, Mickey Mouse, inverted nipples. <laughs> no shirt, no shirt. Hey guys, welcome to Categorical Oracle. Hello. How Hi. you doing? Fine. Have Fine. a good time, have a good time, ready to, ready to do this show, ready to have laughs. And... So full of red wine. Yes. <laughs> full of red wine and, and free kava. Oh, thank you. So much free food. What a, a generous. Shot of kava. A little shout out to Movita. Yeah, we just like really just went all out. With we the, went, we went there for a very affordable carafe. Of. Maybe it's uh, if you were the first customers in the place, they're like, "Here's a bunch of stuff." Yeah, yeah. we were extra churros. Thursdays, you can get you can get a a, a giant pan of uh, paella and a carafe of sangria, and we went, and they just gave us everything. Yep. <laughs> and here we are, full and ready free to record. Cocktail, <clears throat> free champagne, free extra churros because I forgot a sauce. <laughs> Yeah. It was it was a lot of food, guys, which is a good segue into what we're talking about today. This is, of course, Categorical Oracle, the podcast where three librarians give neglected topics their organizational due. My name is Andrew Crawford. With me, as always, are Kelly Kennedy and Mary Johnston. We have been crafting original categories for each item on our list. Every episode, we compare notes and select the best category for each item. This week's topic is potluck. The potluck. That's right, guys. We're doing. Uh, you might have noticed, uh, avid listeners, that we've picked up to start to do a sort of a once in a while a potluck episode where we all bring sort of a, a smaller list to the table to categorize because sometimes we get a little bit overworked and don't want to do a full list on our own. So we we work together. Today we're taking it in a bit of a meta direction with a potluck about 
potluck food. So Utrus has brought three potluck foods to the table, the metaphorical table, okay. not the real one, because good, again, we're full. We don't eat any more food. I'm full of baby squids. And also, I don't have time to cook all this stuff. So we brought uh, some conceptual foods to this conceptual table to talk about today um, with our favorite potluck foods. So first on the list, uh, Miss Mary Johnson, what did you bring for, for the first course of this potluck of potlucks? Mac and cheese! Classic. <laughs> Classic. So, um, first me, and now by proxy Andrew, and now by proxy Proxy Kelly, throw a Friendsgiving Thanksgiving party every year. <laughs> I just end up being a host because I know where everything, like, I know where it's stuff true. is in your house. And, and you're always the first here and the last <laughs> to leave. <laughs> also, you so bring the egg. Yeah. know you live here. You bring the eggnog. So well, it's I, great, live in, I live in the tiny house in the backyard. No. Ah, absolutely. Nice not. try. Nice try. Oh, uh, nice try. I, I No, absolutely not. <laughs> Um, but there was one magical Friendsgiving before I knew either of these yo-yos where when I still lived in the South and I have a very firm policy to this day where I do not tell people what to bring to potlucks. I think that people should bring what they wish, which sometimes causes anxiety, but sometimes <laughs> allows us to enter hallowed halls of Velveeta Valhalla, <laughs> like this one Friendsgiving where eight different couples brought mac and cheese. Uh. <laughs> and it was the best Friendsgiving ever. I just had turkey perched on a on a plate, layered multi-high with different kinds of macaroni and cheese. And it was so delightful. You know, sometimes you just have to take the path worse, least traveled, and that makes all the difference. Yeah, or, or ultimately have a bunch of people take one of the more common paths and lead to... One of the best paths. The best path, the best of all possible paths. Can you imagine being the person who brought green bean casserole that year? Oh, you're what just a, like, You're like, what a dope. What an asshole. But to be fair, I think two years ago, we had a Friendsgiving where everybody brought dessert. Yes. Oh, yeah, that was yes. fun, too. We had nothing but dessert, basically. <laughs> dessert, well, mashed potatoes, turkey, and cranberry sauce. Cranberry yeah. sauce. All you need, really. I mean, that, that is effectively a square meal, right? That's a that's solid plate of food. For Actually, you know Same was, plate for everybody. I was dating yeah. Nick at that point, so we brought green beans then at that point. Oh. Nerd. He loves a green bean. <laughs> he loves a green bean. Mm. So there you go. So I maintain that macaroni and cheese is one of the best things to bring to a potluck, so I brought it to our potluck. Well, thank you for bringing it to our potluck. Do you want to explain what mac and cheese is? For the yes. uninitiated. I did, I did insist on pulling Wikipedia, if possible, explanations of what each of these items were. You will see that you were supposed to fill them in yourself. And if you didn't, I filled them in for you. Mm -hmm. um, so this macaroni and cheese is a dish that consists of cooked macaroni pasta mm. and cheese sauce, most commonly cheddar. Ooh. Usually it's a yellow cheese sauce. But cheddar or just American. Variant thereof. No, Velveeta. Velveeta is, no. well... No, Velveeta is its cheese product. Velveeta is its own thing. Yeah. A separate from American. I would say it's a subtype of American yeah, that's cheese. Fair, to that's be fair, fair, it could just be Kraft singles all melted up together, like formed into a block, because Kraft singles are not American cheese. Oh. Are they not? No, they're like a dairy product. American cheese is not a real Like cheese, cheese substitute. Well, actually, American cheese is basically cheddar cheese that's been like weirdly shredded and processed again for some reason. Yes, it's a cheese food. Well, but it's made out of cheese. Just, you know. So is, so is American It's food. like cheese, but with other stuff. <laughs> yeah, stuff I mean, it. like, like every... <laughs> you could also be like, yogurt is cheese, except not. It's like, <laughs> it's not. dairy. It has like a, everything has the same building blocks, but... Wait, wait, wait. wait. A serious question is um, is ice cream cheese almost wow. cold sweet Pretty cheese? Close. Wow! Um, Yikes! 
Would you like me to lead off with my category for this? Oh, please. Take away. So I maintain that macaroni and cheese is a deeply personal thing. They call it cheese product. Sorry. Mm. Deeply personal thing that everybody has an ideal version in their head. Usually it's informed by region or previous experience. People like their mom's macaroni and cheese the best. Or there are places in the United States where people want it in a casserole dish with breadcrumbs on top, but some people want it really gooey. Everyone has a different Mm -hmm. idea of what the best macaroni and cheese is. However, and and we'll fight to the death over it. However, all of that gets put aside if it is at a potluck. People will eat whatever it is. Whatever that cheese is. Because it's that good. So I maintain that it's very similar to when you're at work and you find out your least favorite co-worker's having a birthday, but you know what? You still go have a piece of his break room cake. (laughs) So I call this break room cake. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who it's for or what it is. You're going to go and have a piece. Yeah. Yeah. And you're excited about it. Very interesting. Nice. Yeah, See, I, uh, I took a slightly historical angle. See, what's the, what I find fascinating about macaroni and cheese is that apparently uh, in the past, it was a bit of a uh, highfalutin dish. Mm-hmm. It was a, a French origin, like many things that are just sort of dairy and dairy and <laughs> butter and dairy and carbs. It's, uh, it's a French con- concoction. And I believe uh, Thomas Jefferson was one of the sort of people who first brought it to America. Basically, I think it was served at a state dinner at some point um, after he had spent some time in Paris. And and um, yeah, and, and now, you know, now again, we have it. Yeah, and I don't, I don't mean this as an insult, certainly because it's a fantastic dish, but it's, it's much more common. It's, it's, it's a dish of the people. Everyone makes mac and cheese. Uh, you can buy it in a box uh, with powder if you need to. It, it's easy. It's, it's everywhere. It's not... It's, it's, not, it's not for the elites. Yeah, it's for everybody. So, um, but, so tra- taking out that, that sort of uh, angle of... Being once of the the elite and falling to the hoi polloi down here on the ground with us, I went with the category Blanched Dubois. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Do you guys smell that? It's church basement smell. Oh! It's the smell of the church basement. The macaroni and cheese. Damn. You just They just kind of go Damn. together. <laughs> if you're going to a good church, I suppose. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think a church basement always smell like baked beans in my experience. I will say every church I have ever been to of any de- denomination, mm. they all have the same church basement smell. I think, it comes of them. I think it comes standard. It's like in a can. Yeah. You know when you're like your realtor goes around your house and sprays cookie smell? Yeah. It's, it's church, church basement, basement smell. smell. <laughs> you like, basement. You like yeah. reach you reach for like fresh laundry yeah. uh, scented air freshener and accidentally punch through like <laughs> Tahitian treat or some other gross flavor that you would never choose and it's just a piece of wallpaper and you bust through and you come back and you're holding church, church basement, basement smell and you're like... <gasps> Hacked. <laughs> Found it. Secret section. I yeah. like yours, Andrew. Well, thank you. I like it as well. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I'm on. I'm next on this this first uh, first course, and I'm bringing up something a bit, let's say, maybe exotic, unusual, very personal, very unique. Uh, I'm talking about spedicopita. That's right. Greek spinach pie. Now. Why in God's name did I add this to this list? This isn't, I would say, a standard American potluck food. Uh, and that's not why I added it. I added it because once, when I was, I believe, ooh, 21 years old, I was invited to a potluck wedding. 
Now, like a lot of young men, I, I, I'm not proud of this. In fact, I'm quite embarrassed about it. I didn't really know how to cook. I, I didn't learn to cook till I was uh, a little bit older. I kind of dabbled a bit and was curious, but didn't have the skill set. So when presented with the challenge of like, what do I bring to a potluck? It's like, oh, I don't know. I asked my mother and without missing even a fraction of a beat, she simply said, spedicopita. And I was like, why am I? What is that? What's that? Jim what is that? What did you just? What did you just call me? Um, and, and then anyway. Andrew and his mother got in a fight. No, no, no. Fist. No, no. Fist fight. Yeah. Much quite the opposite. In fact, she she told me this, and I was like, without really grasping, it's like, yeah, of course, sure, because I didn't know any better. I was like, yeah, yeah sure, it's about a copa day. Um, so that here, great potluck classic. Yeah, classic potluck. So she, so here I am, uh, ready, getting ready to go to this wedding. I, I, I managed to whip it together and uh, <laughs> always, always make sure to choose something with uh, puff pastry oh, for your yeah. first oh, real cooking. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think well, the thing is, if someone looking back, like the th- the first things I wanted to cook were like um, fried fish and and spanakopita. <laughs> sure. You were a vegetarian. Yeah, I was a vegetarian. So, well, a pescatarian. So you know, yeah, it was very interesting. But um, yeah, then I proceeded to inadvertently get very drunk before the wedding. Bring walk a mile. Plus, with a plate of spanakopita to this wedding, because this is this is this is my life. Did you make it, it like a lasagna, or did you make individual? Oh god, little no. individual pies? little triangular well, hand that pies. Travels better. Yeah, okay. I would say yeah. so. Yeah. So, but but it painstakingly made little triangles of spanakopita, and I, I just carried them for for ages. And when I got to this wedding, to my frankly surprise, everybody loved it. It was a big hit. <laughs> I mean, it's spanakopita. Forgot to Cheese and spinach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Handmade by a by a twenty one year old who did not know what he was doing. (laughs) So that's why I added it to the list. Uh, Not because it is a broad potluck food, because it's a very personally meaningful and successful potluck food. Um, Now, category wise, and this is going to sound a bit weird, but I want to want to want to push this idea out into the world. This is my platform to do it. Now, my angle here is quite simple. It's, it's a food built on the idea of a wrapper. It's not just like a piece of pie. It's a wrapped up pie. So I called it a yummy mummy. And I, I like suggest, I, I, I don't, not because that's necessarily clever or fun, but I'm going to push the idea that yummy mummy is what we should just refer, refer to all wrapped foods as. Going ahead. It's a branding exercise. It's yummy mummy. I bet that's also the name of a... Uh, it's I mean, some, it's some fruit flavored beverage. No, no, no. <laughs> A much dowdier version of Spanx. <laughs> oh, I was going to go with it's a mommy blogger. Yeah. Why not both? Why not both? Why is it not a mommy blogger uh, who then made a much dowdier version of Spanx? Spanx. I think actually what you mean is a spookier version of Spanx. It's actually creepy. just creepy Spanx. Creepy. Yummy mummies. Ow. You're just wearing a, it's just a girdle. It's a girdle. She's yeah. selling girdles. Yeah. Yep. It's Mormon underpants, but sucks it. Yeah. <laughs> Elasticized Mormon underpants. Uh, I also went with the uh, wrapped up uh, ca- around that category. Uh, so I called it all wrapped up with in my belly to go. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. okay. I haven't even given my category. I'm just saying that yeah. she's did, she did, despite my angle to make this a thing, she just beat me. So it's now between you two. So um, bring it, Johnston. So I don't think that Spanakopita is always wrapped up. I'm sorry mm. to say. Sometimes it's served like lasagna. Well, well. It's not always a hand pie. But. What it is always for sure is vegetarian, mm-hmm. and the people who are always getting it absolutely in the shorts are vegetarians yeah. at these things. Generally, they are either releg- relegated to eating salad mm-hmm. or other less filling 
vegetable sides. Or they're like, no, 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 it's fine. Look at all this cake, which is fine, but that's not like a meal. Yeah. But Spanakopita is a vegetarian's delight. That's why your mom went for it. She's also was a veg- is a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. And so she recommended, she was like, bring this. Everyone can eat it. Everyone yeah. will like it. It's a very wise decision, yeah. even if it is unorthodox. Greek unorthodox. Who? Um, <laughs> very odd choice to tell a 21-year-old man. <laughs> so I called it a non-meat, unsweet feet. Ooh, okay, okay. I have to say, I like yours, Kelly, but Mary's solid point about it not exclusively being wrapped up does push it more towards her in this particular instance, I think. Just saying. I think Mary gets it. Pie. Yeah. Your, your broad-minded approach to Spanakopita really say, wins the day. <laughs> We did this as a potluck, and I would personally would never bring to a potluck. I would only bring the hand pie version. Mm. Well, that's because you're a kind person. Can I tell you how many people bring things to my home that don't have a knife? <laughs> that's very true. I always try to also try to bring a serving spoon when I br- yeah. bring things to your you're house. You're the best. Yeah. You're the best. That's why. But people bring lasagnas to potlucks. What are they doing? Hand lasagnas. You get yourself a scoop. Go crazy. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, so next on the list is a distinctly non-vegetarian item brought by Miss Kelly. Yes, it is me. I, you you brought yourself to the party. I brought myself. Eat to eat. No. Oh, God. I'm going to a picnic. And I'm, <laughs> bringing. I'm bringing. Me. Yeah, that, this would have been the perfect time to play that game. Yeah, I thought late. about it. But too late. Mm. Uh, well, I am bringing buffalo chicken dip. Uh, which, if you've never had it, is like cream cheese and Frank's buffalo sauce well, I believe and I, uh, chicken. Found it. Oh, would you like me a creamy, it? cheesy, zesty hot dip that tastes just like buffalo chicken wings and is made in a slow cooker? Mm. Excellent to bring to like cookouts or anything that you want to set it and forget it. Mm-hmm. Very easy to make because you just go and buy a rotisserie chicken, and then while you're shredding the rotisserie chicken, shove pieces in your mouth. <laughs> and then you just the kind of give it a mix up because you're not going to put the skin. You're not going to put dip. the skin in. No, God, so no. skin the chicken, eat yeah. the skin, and then you make a delightful broth out of its bones. Hmm. Uh, it's the dip that keeps on giving. It just yeah. keeps on giving. You there's a lot of stuff that's going in there. Do you put blue cheese in it? I do not. I do ranch as a non-blue cheese. I am person. not a blue cheese person. Mm-hmm. So, right. right. I think I've made it for you before, Andrew, and you've eaten it with oh ranch in it. Oh, my God. He did not know that there was ranch. <sighs> yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, your buffalo chicken dip is very good. It's I true. Enjoy it's it. delicious. I yeah. enjoy it a lot. It's just one of those things that like, I feel like everybody can kind of eat. Sorry, vegetarians. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's easy to serve gluten-free. Yep. You know, like yep. all the other Put a bullshit. tortilla chip in it. Yeah, and, and like mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. can be dipped into it. Yes, I guess including a, including a, a buffalo chicken strip, a buffalo chicken wing. Yeah, you, you could dip a chicken wing in the chicken dip. In the chicken dip, yeah. I mean, nothing's stopping you. Oh, just be a little bit hedonistic. <laughs> yeah. I love this whole category of food, which is basically like, here is a food thing that you are familiar with and love, but now we've made it easier and added more <laughs> dairy. Yeah, now you, you can eat one one hand. Yeah, you, you love chicken wings. Wouldn't you like to spread them on bread or crackers? Indeed, yeah. yes. Indeed, I would. I would like. Would you like to add more carbs and and saturated fats to this meal? Quite, quite yeah. frankly, I, I, most things hey. that I enjoy would not be bad spread across bread or uh, crackers. Calcium. Yeah. Calcium. Wait, have you done your category yet? No. Okay. No. I was about to lead, about to lead yeah. right on into my category, no. but I will not because mm. you should go first. I should go first. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Uh, not excellent. I called this the snack food 2019. The medium <laughs> is to shove cream cheese into my face. 
Mm. Nice. <laughs> I also went with extreme cheese uh, themed <laughs> category for this, which is paid for by the Cream Cheese Council of the Cream Cheese for America Council and authorized by the Midwest Church Cookbooks Committee. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay. Um, because I've never, honest to God, heard of this until I moved to the Midwest. Literally, it just it's it's not a thing that I've encountered in the South. Uh, I went with uh, mid parenthetical section western yeah. ah, mm-hmm. I yeah, like it yeah, yeah. I like it yeah um Rami yours Kelly uh the snack food 2019 medium to shove food into my mm-hmm. cream cheese into my face mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that feels that feels pretty right to me I will say that I do love Mary's because it mentions a church cookbook <laughs> yeah yeah I guess as a as a non-religious person, I, I don't have these these memories, but I guess I, I can see. Are you going to brag about not knowing what, what? Easter is? Like, no, Earth are you no. talking about? A church uh, cookbook has nothing to do with religion. Non-denomination. You know what it has Excuse to do? Me, Eating very, very cheese-heavy foods. <laughs> Dairy-heavy foods. But also, but also. Also convenience foods. Yes. Mm, it's from, absolute, like, a buffalo chicken dip, I think, was invented in a church cookbook. Mm. I believe that. Bring okay. in a slow cooker. Yeah, like just said, just it. everything about it yeah. is so church cookbook. It's good, it's easy. You can dip anything into it. People enjoy it. Yeah, I get, yeah. I guess I can. I can lean towards Mary in that case, personally. Oh, well, thank you. For I would also really like. like, like no, I, I'm not pitying you. You won. You dominated. Category is what I said. Um, next up is me. me. Yeah. Woo woo woo. Um. So this is something that I like to make when I have a potluck. It's something that the house makes. I like to make a punch. I like to make a a standard non-alcoholic punch, usually featuring a punch ring, which if you are not aware, is when you take some of the punch and then you put the primary ingredients that make up that punch, if you make a cranberry punch, you dump a bunch of cranberries with it, into a bundt cake mold and you freeze it solid and then you float it like a crown of glory on top of your punch to keep it cold for long periods of time. It is magnificent. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then people have to, as the evening goes on, um, wrangle with the (laughs) large pieces of rosemary, whole big slices of oranges, anything else you decide to throw in your punch mold, and then you get to be entertained by that. (laughs) All of a sudden, people are eating raw cranberries. They're like, like, I mean, it's your fault. Well, marinated cranberries. (laughs) To me, me, punch is like like hospitality made easy. Yeah. It is the most pot-lucky of beverages. Yes, because you mix a bunch of things together. Yeah, yeah. And it's also, just... if people bring you booze, you're just like, put it on the booze table. True, That's true, right. Unless true. it's something put good. It on the bar. And then you stick it under your sink, which is where Mary and Andrew keep their booze. Don't tell everybody. Oh, no. Tyler, no, no, no. Right, we're going to rob you. Well, they'll find all of our, we- our weird amount of bottles of vermouth that <laughs> yeah. happen to be under Endless our... Endless bottles of ver- vermouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then that one bo- weird bottle of uh, of. Orphaned whiskey that I accidentally put bourbon in because I thought it was more whiskey, <laughs> and also the bottle of sambuca that we've had for ten goddamn years that's never been finished. We should just throw it's, it away. It's here's the thing: we can't open it because it's so sticky that the cab is stuck to the top. <laughs> throw it away. I'm going to sugar. throw it away. I, or recycle it. Yes, responsible. Yeah, you can't recycle it if it has things in it. Well, we'll never I get will stuff so- out. I'll soak the lid off of it. <laughs> like just... I'm going to break the bottom of it. <laughs> I don't whine. I don't cry. I just break that bottle of sabuka. Um, I would like to point out that 
Uh, my family came to Thanksgiving ha- Thanksgiving at your house. It was lovely. It was delightful. Yeah. Uh, and for Christmas that same year, my mom was like, my sister was hosting for the first time. So my mom was like, make a punch. I'll make you an ice ring. It'll be pretty. And I was like, woman, you've never made a, <laughs> you made a punch in the time that I've been alive. <laughs> make it a spikeable punch all of a sudden with an ice ring. She's just, she just, she knows a good move when she sees it. She went, to, yeah. she went right to uh, Goodwill and mm-hmm. bought herself Bought my sister a punch bowl. Nice. With did all she get the matching glass? Did she get him a cut glass one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bought a punch bowl that's like a, one of those like bubble punch bowls, which apparently was for someone's twenty um, fifth wedding anniversary. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's because it's on silver on glass, so it's not it doesn't show up super well. <laughs> but it, it's a very pleasing shape. It's a big it's a big bubble, and I was carrying it around the goodwill. You know, in my arms. And people kept coming up to me and being like, what are you going to do with that? Make a terrarium? And I was like, no, it's a punch bowl. Put a punch in it. <laughs> and they were so disappointed in me. They were like, oh. I was like. Oh, yeah, have you had punch? It's it delicious. Me, it made me want to poke around their car and be like, oh, vacuum cleaner. What are you going to do with that? Jack off. <laughs> oh, you're going to vacuum her floors? Oh. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, yeah. I suppose you could do that, you too. You're going to hook it up to your hair clippers and have a, f- have a f- mess-free clipping experience? Is that what you're going to do? Oh, floors? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You use it as a hat rack? <laughs> <laughs> are you going to dance with it? Is it a broom, but it's now in the future because it's more advanced than a broom? <laughs> <laughs> Don't trip on the cord! Oh, vac- vacuum? Oh, you're cleaning oh, with it. Interesting. Oh. Well. Uh, are you gonna are you gonna uh, wire it so it's reversed? You can blow things around your house. Are you a modern witch and you're gonna ride it like a broomstick? <laughs> oh, oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I'm just saying, really, not guys, everyone who's buying a punch bowl is gonna use it for a terrarium. That's so, way weirder than just punch. Putting punch in it. So I'm really impressed with the, the many things we we thought you could do with a vacuum cleaner <laughs> that began with jerk off. <laughs> And ended with write it like a witch's brew. <laughs> which let's be, be, which let's be real isn't that just a way of jacking? <laughs> Depends on how powerful the motor is, how I much suppose. vibration you got going on. I suppose. I suppose. So I like punch. It's a retro throwback, but it's not been co-opted yet. It's still pure. Mm-hmm. Um, Snazzy but practical. Yeah, it's great. vintage. But also, vintage and not and not pulled from the depths of um, obscurity yet, mm-hmm. but it's fire. Like, it's great yeah. stuff. And it's not a terrarium. So I called it a restaurant matchbook. Oh. Retro, oh, okay. but it's fire. That's, that's a, that's a fire. nuanced little category you got there. I like that. Um, mine is much less nuanced. In fact, it's quite blunt. Um so a potluck, uh, oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes is sort of a summary thing where you might have people out, over and out and about you know, eating food and playing lawn games. And punch comes in a bowl. So I said, lawn bowl me over. <laughs> I do like it. Although I will point out that our summer potluck, we do not make a punch. Instead, we just make multiple jugs of a pre-made cocktail. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red, white, and blue. Red, white, and blue from yeah. Fourth of July. You can't. I don't have three punch bowls. No. Yeah. I'm not going to have three different people. I'm not going to be able to ask me if I'm making three terrariums. <laughs> <laughs> well, two terrariums because I've already got one. That's mm. right. That's right. Uh, I called this conglomeration formulation. Mm. Yeah. Is a conglomeration of things. Formulation rhymes with that word. <laughs> it's, sort of, it, it's just fun to Dude, say. It's sort of a yummy mummy situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bada bing. Yeah. 
I think this one goes to Mary again. Oh, that was yeah. that was that was that was artful. That was I also looked at a bunch of pictures of re- old like uh, mid-century modern re- uh, restaurant matchbooks, and I would recommend that on Google yes. Image Search. It's a fun yeah. search. Very cool. So we're coming back to me for this, uh, which we are the second co- the second course, as it were, middle of the second course. Yes. Um, and I'm bringing chili. So, uh, so what about a, a chili? Uh, what, what is what what is chili? Chili. Let me tell you, a spicy stew containing chili peppers, hence the name, uh, meat, and uh, often tomatoes and beans. Boo! Oh no! And noodles. Spotted the. Oh! <laughs> spotted the Texan and spotted the Wisconsinite immediately. Even worse, oh, noodles. Ugh. Uh, Are you from Cincinnati? I, it's chili mac. I know it's chili mac. We're all fine. It's, everything's fine. Everyone, calm down. Yeah, calm yeah. it down. But no beans and chili, according to Mary. No, I actually do like beans. And beans and chili are delicious. I know you it's don't not... like tomatoes, right? No, 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 I like tomatoes and chili. Yeah. Okay, but real te- when I make real Texas chili, I do not use beans. True, but I do like. So you just eat like a bowl of meat? Yeah, that's what chili con carne is. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Cool. Da, 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 da. <laughs> well, and chili peppers, obviously, but and, and tomatoes. Yeah. So, so chili, obviously, chili. Uh, I think it's a really un- it's understandable why this is a potluck food. It's easy to serve. You, you make a big pot of it. Feeds into people. But I added it for very personal reasons. Um, Kelly, you mentioned uh, someone who 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 uh, you thought worked a bit too hard by roasting chicken breast for their uh, for their uh, buffalo chicken buffalo dip. chicken for their buffalo chicken dip. Let me blow your mind. How much work I put into some chili I made for a chili cookoff. You killed ago. a cow. With your bare Not hands. that Raised far. Raised, Raised the cow. cow. Loved <laughs> the cow deeply emotionally. Killed the cow. Cried for days. My worst son came home. Slaughtered the cow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a biblical reference that Andrew will not understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Another one. Um, so it was chili cook-off. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go all in. So it was, it was a job. My first job at a grad school. I really just, I don't know why I got a bug in my bonnet. That's not a bee in my bonnet. No, sure. Bees are bugs, though, so whatever. <laughs> I got a bug in my bonnet. And um, I was like, I'm just gonna really going to go out. So here's what I did. Step one, homemade chili powder. I bought chilies. I roasted the chilies. Oh, I ground them into powder. That is too much. All right. And that's, that's, I thought you were like, I mixed onion powder no, no, and no, 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 powder no, no, no. together. And I'm like, fine. No, no, no. This no. is also when we lived in a house there that was... our kitchen was smaller than most people's kitchen's tables. <laughs> like, we yeah, it was is tiny. Very tiny. much smaller and than this room. As you can imagine, ventilation, not great. <laughs> I think I nearly blinded myself. <laughs> because when it turns out when you try to, you make, you roast so much chilies and then grind them up, you, you sort of make a, a, a powder that can really disperse itself in the air. I basically slow maced myself for hours <laughs> just to get this just, oh, just also, right. Also, this was when we lived in a house that the entire downstairs was one room oh, and yeah. also contained our bedroom. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, so <laughs> sleeping was great. It was great. That was, uh, that was step one. Of the process, which already feels like too much. Step two was to make my own beef stock. So I got some beef bones. Neck bones. Neck bones. I roasted them. Where'd you go uh, to get these Actually, we're at Pick and Save, weirdly uh, enough. Yeah. I didn't expect it, but there they were. Yeah. Roasted them. Boiled them in a slow cooker for hours. Made what turned out to be beef jelly, which was weird. Jello. Je- yeah, basically, I put the, the beef stock in a bowl, put in the fridge, turned it to jello. Super weird. Because we use beef bones. There's yeah. a lot of cartilage in them. Yeah, I guess. Just went with it. Made garlic soup to put into the chili. Uh, additional things and then did a bunch of other stuff too so basically this this like wildly complicated super dangerous thing they made our whole house smell like beef bones for like two weeks Mary 
hated it. It smelled. It smelled. The first day was lovely. It smelled like we were making really good French onion soup. Day yeah. seven was was not so good. <laughs> yeah, it just it just lingered because again, lack of ventilation. Uh, we slept per- in the same room. Was it the, the middle room. of winter too? Perma maze. Indeed, it was perma maze situation. It was rough. Um, but you know what? I won the chili cook off, uh-huh. and I think we can agree that. The, the blinding pain, the horrible smell, the uh, multiple days worth of effort to make the chili really was worth it. So that I think like 50 people could try chili and say it was better than someone else's. Did you win anything? Not a goddamn yeah. thing. Didn't you win a, sil- a, a, la- a plastic ladle that had been spray painted gold? I think I was supposed <laughs> it to. seems on brand, yeah. But I don't think I ever got it. That's oh, a crying shame. You know what? But I I want a bit of I I got a bit of pride out of it. So um, yeah. It, so chili for a chili that you will never make again. Oh God, no! God, no! That it was delicious, but like, turns How out. How long did you have that chili? Like the chili powder for? Like, did you did you only make one use out of this? No, no. I've actually I made I I, I actually. Or are you still using it today? No, I. No, it's long gone. It's long gone. But I have on a few times. Um, I, I perfected the approach a bit better. I'm not perfected. That's overstating it. I've made. I've gotten a bit better with it over the years, uh, so I can make it without blinding myself. Cool. And his um, family requests it all the time, yes. so he makes chili powder not infrequently. It's a good. It's a good Christmas like gift. Some. Yeah, it's it's delicious. Why don't you I, blind himself? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I'll make you some vanilla. Nice vanilla extract. Niller. I love that. Uh, so yeah. So for, so despite that elaborate story, I went with a very non-elaborate category, which was simply uh, lawn bowl me over because chili. Served in a bowl. And good for summertime. Same thing. I did conglomeration formulation. It is a bunch of stuff. One thing mixed up. It is a formulation. It's a recipe. Formulation. Recipe. (laughs) Is that the word you were looking for? No. I'm just making it up now. (laughs) There is nothing in this world more, no food stuff in this world more uh, that will cause people to fight more than chili. What is chili? Chili has beans. Chili doesn't have beans. Chili has... Um, you know, macaroni noodles in it. Chili, chili should take six days to make your house smell terrible and, and, and lose your vision. White yeah. chili to our chili cook-off, and it <sighs> always causes an upset. A bit of a flat. Because it's just bad. Then soup. you go out. Then you go out west, and suddenly it's green. What's that right. about? And everyone has very definitive ideas about what chili is and what chili isn't. But if you bring a pot of chili to a chili to a pot potluck, oh. people will eat that chili and they will enjoy that chili. It's true. It's break room cake. Put our that's, differences aside. That's fair. In the name of potlucks. I will say during the competition that I, I had, the, the final uh, You guys are talking about chili cook-offs, which are different I, I am, potlucks. I am, but this is, I think you'll appreciate this story when I, when I, when after I've mm. told it, uh, based on your category, which I do think is probably the winner this, this time around. No offense to Kelly and myself. No. But, um, <laughs> no. so, I spent less time making this chili. And the person I was ultimately competing against basically didn't put any salt in the goddamn chili. <laughs> and wasn't it a white chili? Yeah. Oh. It was weird. It was only you two who entered? No, no. It was, okay. uh, it, it, he was the finalist in the other office. And oh. It was just really sad. So he had sad. to make this chili twice. Yeah. All right. So next on this uh, list is Kelly. Me. Who's bringing what you bringing? I am bringing pigs out of blanket. Ah, classic. Uh, if you don't know what a pig in a blanket is, uh, I like this. It's a type of sausage roll. This is clearly written by a person from the UK. Yeah, consisting of sausage meat, hot dog, cocktail weenie, and so on, wrapped in a flaky pastry. Uh, Traditionally in my family, it is a crescent roll and a cocktail weenie. That's a really good classic, classic approach. I I appreciate that approach. I liked the ones I made recently. um, (laughs) 
for ladies' night where I just bought bro- frozen rolls <laughs> and then just rushed and wrapped them around footlong hot dogs. <laughs> there were three of us, and I think we went through a full pack of hot dogs. We ate them. They were really, really, really good. <laughs> they also looked pretty good. They looked really pretty, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. They took a little bit longer to cook, but that was the only downside. Only Not downside. Even, yeah. Only downside. Sorry, I'm trying to, like, I don't want people to be like, oh, I'm going to make these. And I'm like, no, it's longer. You'd be like, listen, this is no, this is no quick, this takes full 25 minutes to cook. Yeah. Uh, my mom also likes to uh, cut up a slice of American cheese and put it in there. Too. Tuck it in there. Mm. Yep, yes. that sounds good. That would be good. Pick something. Yeah, I feel like it's a food I didn't have in my childhood, and I always regret that. Yeah. We just never made them. And I don't know why. Recently, my sister and uh, my niece went to go visit my mom, and I was talking to my mom beforehand. I was like, "Oh, what have you like? What prep have you done?" And she's like, "Oh, I did this night that like." She was like, "Oh, well, when they get here, I have fresh cut fruit, and then I have little cocktail weenies because I thought that Evelyn would like to eat them because I bet she's never had them before." And I'm like, "Yeah, she's three. <laughs> Most of the things in the world she hasn't eaten. She yet. doesn't go to a lot of parties, Barb. <laughs> it's also not nineteen sixty seven. She's not going to a lot of key parties, yeah. right? <laughs> like the way she phrased it made me laugh. It was uh, like, so yeah, she probably has it. I mean, I agree with her though. I think it'd be fun to feed a little kid. She was real into him because you're like, it's you it's size. sized like you. Yeah. It's like you. You're a miniature person, <laughs> and this is a miniature hot dog. Get it? People are really missing out by your finger motion. <laughs> You are miniature. This is miniature. (laughs) (laughs) I do like pigs in a blanket, um, but I will say the devil is way in the details. Mm -hmm. Like, there are bad pigs in a blanket. There are bad pigs in a blanket. There are bad. And it's easy to make a bad pig in a blanket. It's very easy to make. You need the right sausage. You need the right wrap. Hmm. That's all I'm saying. Agree. Because you can mess them up. Fascinating. Not just like, you wouldn't just go like... Like uh, Pillsbury Crescent Rolls. Well, that's quas- a great. That's a great way to go. Rolls. That's a great way to go yeah. about it. But like, don't don't wrap them in puff pastry, for example. That's, yeah, that's, that's the wrong. Oh, that sounds that's awful. That's the wrong thing to do. The puff pastry is delicious, but that's that's actually that, yeah, that's nonsense. It's, just, it's not. It's too flaky. Yeah. You need something that will hold. You need something that's going to soak up the grease of the hot dog of the sauce, the snoss. Yeah, mm. and then. And then have its own sort of decadent quality. Like, oh, of course. like puff pastry just like shatters in your mouth. I would also mm. say it needs to be like a little salty even. Mm. Yes. Like if you get something that's like totally unflavored with a salty hot dog, you're like, Whoa. Oh, that's awful. Gross. Yeah, that, oh, yeah. Also the good. sausage matters. The sausage has to sausage, matters. sausage has to be of good quality. Andrew, sausage matters. So I've been told. Don't <laughs> don't just get like an Oscar Meyer hot dog that's like the millennial pink. It's gonna be nasty. Oh, God. Get a good, get a Hebrew National. What Is that those, what they're selling these days? No, but there are those weird red hot dogs you can buy at Pick and Save. Oh. That's like a, they come, that's they a Detroit come, thing. They come right? like a sack. It's not even like a bag of still. It's just a yes, big I do bag of hot dogs. purple ketchup. Yeah, and also green ketchup Ooh, too. What right? do you like to dip cocktail weenies in? Mm. Um, cocktail sauce? <laughs> no, uh, barbecue usually. Yep. Yep. Mm, okay. I also like a mustard. I yeah, say, mustard sounds pretty damn good, but we really like anything that goes with a hot dog. Yeah. Be great with that. I like just a cocktail weenie too. I should have just done cocktail weenies. I'm realizing it's fine. Well, I only hear, if you I, have frilled toothpicks. I, I was thinking, yes. yeah, precisely. Fish I think like I think like there's. I, I would argue that this is a better choice than cocktail weenies because cocktail weenies don't involve much actual work. You have to put them in the microwave. 
True. With a sauce. Compared to a pig in a blanket. Or by themselves and then put the sauce in a in a bowl. Yeah. And don't just like any old cocktail. We need little smokies. Excuse yeah. my ignorance. Splash out. My category is all wrapped up within my belly to go. My mm-hmm. category is yummy mummy. Look at us going. <laughs> Look at us. We're, we are like, you, you and I are like on the same goddamn page. Yep. And Mary keeps beating us. No. Each well, this time. Is, this, this, these are a little, these are definitely meat and they're also a little sweet. So they're not a non meat, non unsweet feet. Which was my last wrapped Oof. up category, uh, last category that went with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I focused in on the fact that you can mess them up. That it's important. Mm-hmm. You got to think about your bread, and you got to think about your weenie, and you got to make sure that they combine well together. So I called this the golden parenthetical brown ratio. Ah, oh, damn it! You win. Uh, All right, next one's me. Yeah, and it's funeral potatoes slash gooey potatoes slash hash brown casserole, which all are basically frozen hash browns, thawed, combined with (laughs) cheese, onions, sometimes the kinds of onions that you get in the spice section that are dehydrated. That was the the hot tip I got from a church cookbook of how you put onions in these things. Um, A cream of something soup, sour cream, and then you mix that junk all together, mush it down into a um, nine by thirteen pan, and then you top it with cornflakes or crunched up potato chips, and you bake until and, it is. Whoa, 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 you're missing a very important step. You pour butter over it. Too. Oh yeah, and you also oh, pour. Please, please, please. And you also pour butter on it. <laughs> um, you call these funeral potatoes. My family calls these Christmas potatoes because we eat them every Christmas. And Christmas potatoes. They were your Christmas potatoes were very, very Thank delicious. You. Yeah. Would you like um, to know my secret? You buy O'Brien potatoes and then don't give a fuck about the rest of it. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Is it just O'Brien potatoes? Yeah. They already have onions in it. They already have green peppers in it. And you usually, like I usually throw in another onion, but (laughs) But you mix it with all the dairy. Yeah. Kelly once again brings the Irish flavor. (laughs) I do do like the idea that you're like, here's my secret. I don't put any dairy in it. Just potatoes. (laughs) People love it. You're like, people would not love that. When I go to a funeral, I simply bring a potato. That's my secret. It's a funeral potato. Definitely a Midwest thing to me. I mean, hash brown casserole is a thing in the South, but it's actually, if I'm being real honest, a little different from this. Oh, quite different. Yeah. It's I, I would I would say I prefer it, I think, frankly. To, to, oh, you're wrong. Oh, wow. Okay. Well. You're wrong. Uh, hash brown casserole to me is something that serves to you. With via an ice cream scoop. Oh. Mm, okay. It's usually like kind of rounded, and funeral potatoes should be scraped from the bottom of a pan and kind of land as, as sort of a disheveled blondie. Like it's like a, <laughs> it's like a square of food, and they well, have, you want to you want to make sure to like zhuzh it off the off the your spatula because you want the top to still be on the top. Yeah, exactly. Like you have to kind of you have to shimmy it off. Yeah. the utensil, um, and uh. I guess they, I mean, who knows where the first one came from, but funeral potatoes is, is what's called in Utah. They're a very big oh. deal mm-hmm. in Utah. But I didn't have this until we moved to Wisconsin, and there was a, it was our first Christmas in Wisconsin, our first Christmas party in Wisconsin, and I went and I got to meet two things which now I'm very fond of, <laughs> funeral potatoes, or they were called gooey potatoes at this event, and brandy slush. <laughs> And I ate a lot of both of them, consumed a lot of both of them. And I remember the next morning waking up 
and like cradling the part of my body that I think contained my liver because it was throbbing <laughs> and just going, I don't know if I'm going to make it. <laughs> because it's and just, then the it's spirit like, of Wisconsin, the Fonz, I suppose, Liberace hey! came in. Liberace came in and was like, welcome to Wisconsin, kid. <laughs> <laughs> the Fonz ate at my liver and then I was fine. And now I'm fine and now I can keep up with the best of them. Yeah. But it took it took some practice. It took some practice. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to segue into my category based on that because I, I agree with you. I, n- I never encountered this until I moved to the Midwest. So, of course, what I, what I go with mid-parenthetical section, Western. I kind of feel like uh, funeral potatoes or Christmas potatoes or gooey potatoes are seem like a shortcut of some sort, but I don't really know to what. Maybe it's like a shortcut of mashed potatoes. It's like a halfway point. Maybe it's like a maybe it's like a a meeting between. Um, it's a meeting between baked potato and mashed potato with less work than either really yes. <laughs> um so of course i called this paid for by the cream cheese council cream cheese for america council and authorized by the midwest church cookbook mm. committee because <laughs> also food potatoes contain cream yeah. cheese generally uh i called it the church basement smell i think it's that one yeah it's the smell it's the smell it's the smell it's part of the perfume the the, the, the potpourri. Can, can we say the scent? The scent. Uh, so I, it's background to me, and I'm bringing red velvet cake, a, a staple for my childhood. My mother, every time we'd have a family pot, potluck or a family meal at my uh, my paternal grandmother's house, my mother always made red velvet cake. Or at least that's how and I remember it. And they were always potlucks, right? Uh, generally speaking, yeah, because my, my grandmother had 11 children, so there was just, it was huge. Aunts and uncles. Aunts and uncles, cousins. It was, it was massive, so we had to bring... A lot. Uh, there was you needed a lot of food to feed that crowd. So uh, my mom, she always wrote red velvet cake, and I think like it, it was always hit because it was always quite delicious. But and and I again, it's one of my favorite desserts: red velvet cake, red velvet variations thereof, red velvet flavored things. Only when I was probably in my mid twenties did I learn that red velvet cake is literally just chocolate cake that happens to be red. Well, dyed it doesn't dye. No, dye. It, it, it is like a, consciously dyed red. Yeah, it, does, it takes a whole, like a whole bottle of food color. It's not like no. there's red. some beets in there. Well, well no, well, no. Yeah. well, actually, no, actually, originally. So apparently, I, I furthermore, uh, so that I, I, I found this out and I realized, uh, blew my mind. It's like this is just red chocolate cake. Ah, why? And was your mom like, yeah, sucker? Probably. <laughs> I mean, she, she, she was wise. And then hung up on Yeah. Um, but apparently, actually, it was originally red because it was used, the, the type of cocoa that was used was actually red. So it was just a chocolate cake, but it was more of a cocoa cake than what we would define as a chocolate cake. Uh, what the specific distinction is, I can't specifically say. But in the past, it was, again, sort of a slightly more um, ornate kind of thing. To, to have a velvet cake was a sort of uh, privilege, a luxury. Like velvet meaning sort of like soft, sort of uh, chewy spun, not chewy, but like... Was uh, it always red velvet or could you have like other kinds of velvet Well, I believe cakes? there were other types of velvet cake. Red being the one that seems to... I think actually blue velvet cake is still a thing, I think, too. Yes. There's, there's variants thereof. What? Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's like a, I'm assuming also like a blue chocolate cake. I don't know, or something like that. So yeah, I think it's a situation where like you know you have this uh, this this thing that is uh, red because of the use of luxurious ingredients and velvet because it's delightful. Uh, now it's red because it's it's 
box chocolate cake that's been dyed red uh, most often. Uh, and it has cream cheese frosting. Now, and not to say that it's a bad thing, but it is sort of a, 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 a less than in what it might have been in the past. And so with that in mind, I went with Blanched Dubois as my category. <laughs> I clicked on that uh, cake with, with the wild color and it is just a Betty Crocker white cake mix. <laughs> <laughs> dyed blue, dyed blue, and it's white cake. It's not even. Oh, it's not even chocolate. chocolate. I don't think you could dye a chocolate cake blue. No, red you can do, but yeah, because yeah. it has the red tones in it. <gasps> they use marshmallow cream on it. That's that is bullshit. Offensive because damn it, I cream had, cheese frosting. I had this only. conversation, yeah, at work, uh, at work today with uh, my friend Taylor, and we were talking about how. She was like, she was telling me that the um, grocery store cake at Metro Market, the carrot cake, is very, very good. She's like, they do the cream cheese frosting right. And I was like, to be real, I feel like I've never had a cream cheese frosting that was wrong. (laughs) And she was like, I think actually just frosting that isn't cream cheese frosting is doing it wrong. (laughs) I was like, I was like, yeah. Buttercream yeah. frosting is pretty lovely. Buttercream frosting like is a, pretty good. Like a good buttercream. Like here's the thing: good buttercream is really good. But from a grocery store, yeah, yeah. No. But like shitty cream cheese frosting is still pretty delicious. Good. Delicious. Uh, That's why I would like to stump for my mm. category the snack food 2019. The medium is to it's a medium to shove food it's cream yeah. cheese into yeah, my yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's that's actually true. really fair. I that's think. very fair. Yeah. I, that my, is the. Only reason you want red velvet cake I'm versus sorry. regular chocolate. It's you, true. Because it's true. I never actually had chocolate cake with cream cheese frosting. No. Well, I'm. That's insane. I'm. 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 I'm I, I bow to that. I think it is that I put this down as a golden brown ratio mm, because mm, mm. I was going to say it only works if it has just like gobs and gobs of cream cheese frosting. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The rate. The limit for cream cheese frosting does not exist. Like you, I. I have made a red velvet cake before, and I have made a double batch of cream cheese frosting. Oh, absolutely. And put yeah. all of it on. Yeah. That was oh, wonderful, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Which yeah. is two full things of Philadelphia cream cheese. No, it's it's a lot. Mary's <laughs> like, like oh, wow. Which, strictly speaking, I think is actually wow, probably wow, healthier wow, than, like, wow, proper wow. buttercream, which involves, like, two goddamn pounds of butter. Oh, no. You, it's crazy. You yeah. put that in, and then you you put in a- A bunch of butter. You, you put in some butter. Oh, yeah. And then you put in just a full pound of powdered sugar. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's Here great. Here is my question. So, I agree. It's Kelly's. Here's my question before we move Thank on you. to the, the subject you. of cream cheese. Thank you. Is there a purer way to eat cream cheese than the famous red pepper jelly or green pepper jelly Christmas tree appetizer where you just take a brick of cream cheese, you cut it, you bisect it on an angle, you take those angles, you put the two flat mm-hmm. ends together making a triangle shape, and then you cover the whole thing in red or green pepper jelly and serve it with crackers. I've never seen that. That sounds amazing. I've never seen that. Whoa, really? Next time we have a like I'm making it. It's very, very good. It's generally done at Christmas time because it looks like a tree. It looks like a tree. And then you cram usually like a pecan or something in the bottom Mm -hmm. of it to look like a trunk. Oh, nice. (laughs) That is probably the purest form because then you're just serving cream cheese. Wiener. (laughs) I mean, the purest form would be eat it straight from the container, but that seems like too much. The cream cheese is something that needs a vehicle, to Kelly's point. Yeah, I think it yeah. does. I think yeah. it does. I'm sure there are people that eat a just bagel. straight up cream cheese. Excuse, what was that? No. No, what? What, 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 was, not gonna say what was that? Our next. <laughs> uh, not going to be made fun of. Sorry. For the way that I fucking talk. Would you want a, ba- a big for your bagel? <laughs> ba- a vag bag for Oof, your bagel. Goodness. Bagel. Anyway. Bagel. bagel. Anyway. 
Bagel. I don't know how to say the word anymore. It's bagel. Bagel? Bagel. Bagel. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to make it be bagel. Uh, beagle. 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 Anyway, I think we're all beagle. Beagle. Beagles. So They're so dogs. So here we are at the end of our list. The final the final course, the final portion of the final course is is Kelly's to bring. Kelly, what uh, what are we wrapping the meal up with here? I'm realizing I should have brought a dessert. It's yeah. fine. Instead, I brought Angels on Horseback, which Mary gave me the re- correct name for, but I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> Whoa! That's such a cooler name. Actually, they're both really cool. I don't know which is cooler. Holy what is shit. the other one? I full on Rumaki. Rumaki. It is a, uh, I oh, learned man. that it is a, uh, like tiki. Yeah, it's a Trader Vic's thing. I yeah. thought it was Angels on Horseback, but Angels on Horseback turns out, come to find out, is an actual goddamn oyster wrapped in yeah, bacon. I thought that, that there were different things, though. Whoa. No, and then a devil on horseback is a date wrapped in bacon. Or uh, another dried yum. fruit. All of these things sound great, but I, I also thought that this item was called a devil, uh, an angel on horseback, but it's Rumaki. What it is, is a water chestnut wrapped in bacon. And it's delicious. because with, with Potentially with chicken liver. Potentially with chicken liver. I've never had it. I've that never yeah, that had sounds it with awful. chicken liver. That sounds, in it. that sounds awful, yeah. And uh, you usually get it as a, like an hors d'oeuvre on a frilly a little, toothpick. Yeah. And it's like salty and crunchy and delicious. Yeah. It's also used for a water chestnut, which, which is a useless vegetable. Vegetable? For the best part. Nut? I love what is a water a, chestnut? I love a water chestnut because I love the texture of it. Oh, yeah, it's great. You can't put it in anything. Yeah, no, it's it just it's, like there's not that many applications. My mom makes a really good spinach artichoke dip that has water chestnuts My on mom it. Does too, yeah, yeah, water chestnut is basically, like, literally, as the name might imply, just sort of crunchy water, but not ice. Um, man, Rumaki. I didn't realize that, like, okay, first off the name, I, I, all of the names have come up that have been phenomenal. Angels on Horseback? Why would an angel need to ride a horse? Who cares? It sounds awesome. <laughs> Does the angel stand on the horse? Does the angel carry the horse because it can fly? I think it just rides it astride. I don't even know. Does it Side hold, saddle? <laughs> Does it hold the horse really tight with its thighs and then take off? Yeah. <laughs> what, what What kind of mythical creature is that? Are they using thigh masters? <laughs> How else would they be able to carry a full horse? They were like 1,200 pounds. How many angels can dance in the, pen of the head of a pen? How many horses can an angel carry between its thighs? These are the questions that I think philosophers need to answer. I like the idea that an oyster is an angel, but a devil is a date. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. I called this category, of course, all wrapped up and in my belly to go. Kelly, I'm going to blow your mind. I called it a yummy moment. Yes. I called it a restaurant matchbook because it's retro. <sighs> it hasn't had a comeback yet, but it's fire. Here's what I would say to that. I think it's retro, and I don't think it will get a comeback. Mm. Yeah, it might not. I think it's delicious. I don't Much know. like smoking, I don't think it'll make a comeback. Although <laughs> 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 well, it kind of has, because vaping is a thing I now. was going to say, I think smoking has made a comeback. Um, uh, but um, I'm not saying that restaurant matchbooks are going to make a comeback either. I'm just saying that they're a thing in the past that haven't been reinvented yet, but like are excellent and wonderful. I hear what you're saying, Mary. I hear what you're saying. But I also feel like this is... The, I know... That, okay. Is this got to be the wrapped category? Only because, because here's the thing. So, yes, it is very mid-century, but I think fundamental to it's Like, yes, okay, Spenicopita, okay, or you can wrap it, you cannot. Um, what was the other one? Um, Pigs and it are wrapped, but again, not quite right. But I think, like, if you didn't wrap this, it would be garbage. You can't have a water... Not garbage, but like a water chestnut... Is, you can't, is, you can't is, eat a water chestnut yeah. and then eat a piece of bacon. Exactly. Wrapping is so fundamental to this. All and right. I think I will concede, I will abandon my wrapping categories, despite the fact that I think, like, branding-wise, it's brilliant. <laughs> and I think Kelly takes 
this one. I agree with that. Well, guys, guess what? We did it. Boom. Boom. Pollock of Pollocks, the meta Pollock. We finally pulled it off. And maybe we'll do another one. Who knows? This is how we should describe metadata. <laughs> it's a potluck about potlucks. Potluck about potlucks. Perfect librarian humor. Nice. Uh, nice uh, there is at least a dozen of you out there who's going to get that joke. Yeah. You're going to really enjoy it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, well, guys, thank you as always for taking the time to enjoy the show. I'm assuming you enjoyed it. I know you did. Um, and uh, yeah, tell your friends, tell your family, tell them they can listen to it on any platform of choice, including Spotify, uh, Apple Podcast, Google Play, and just a whole hodgepodge of other ones, too. You can use it on a smart speaker, feeling really wild and lazy, like me sometimes. Um, <laughs> and check out our website. The uh, You can yell from your bed, and all of a sudden, we'll start yakking Yeah, yeah. Think of it like that. Really, like, frame it like that. If you are lying, <laughs> if you have a smart speaker, you don't want to get up, you want to hear our sweet, dulcet voice. It's just say... Play categorical oracle. Oh, I finally oh. caught up. I like, I like, I went to, I, I was looking at a piece of news about AOC, and then suddenly you guys were like, if you yell from your bed, we'll be there. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't agree to this. That's that's our dedication to the cause. I um, so, yeah, so check us out. Uh, continue to check us out, rather. And also check out our website, outrageousmechanisms.com. And, uh, you know, uh, check us on social media. Eventually we'll do something on social media, <laughs> and uh, it will be quite entertaining. Um, other than that, thanks once again and bye. 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 Outrageous?